Welcome everybody to Mind Happy Love Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Carrasco, and I'm here to help support and jumpstart your personal development and growth. I'm so excited to go on this journey with you as it is a lifelong process and I'm here talking with some of my favorite people who have really influenced my own journey. So let's jump right in and I hope you guys enjoy. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in today to Mind Happy, Love Gabby. Today we have our special guest, Franny the Traveler, who is a awesome, awesome teacher, traveler, and just soul sister of ours because we all went to the same high school. Yes, we did. <laughs> Forever so, linked. Forever. Save your sisters. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, if you could just give us and our listeners just some background on what you do and and uh, what your passions are. Yeah, sure. Um, so I am currently an assistant principal of math and science of a charter high school in Brooklyn, New York. Um, so basically, I started off teaching chemistry, anatomy, physiology, all of the higher level science courses when I joined Teach for America right out right after college. Um, and then I fell in love with teaching that way. And then from there, I remained teaching full time for five years. And then I moved on to this charter high school where this is my fourth year currently as an assistant principal. So my role now um, is focused more on coaching teachers and coaching coaches on coaching teachers, (laughs) basically, (laughs) to help them become better teachers in order to better serve our kids. I also have a huge passion when it comes to travel as well. So I often describe it as my part-time job just because of how much extra time I spend on it. But it doesn't feel like extra time when you're doing it what you love. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good point. And you've been to so many different places it's like watching National Geographic kind of play out on, <laughs> on my feed. It's amazing. That's so funny. Yeah. I always try to find like free time, especially because working in a school setting, you get a lot of breaks. So whether it's like a long weekend or a week off. And so those are perfect opportunities to travel. Yeah, that's great. So since you are a teacher and you work at a school, I'm sure you have to get up pretty early. Do you have a morning routine or a daily routine when you get home? So yeah, I feel like the morning is where and it's something I've gotten better with over time because I'm actually not a morning person. <laughs> um, and my students are fully aware. Of that. I've made that known that I'm not a morning person. However, they're like, but you're always so cheery and positive. I was like, it, 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 there's a routine that has to happen in order <laughs> to get this version of me. Um, but basically, so I have a pretty long commute heading to work. I take two buses. And so usually on my first bus ride, I tend to listen to music to kind of get my mind right, to get myself really just positive and pumped. It's usually just like upbeat music. And then on the second half of my bus ride, I typically listen to a podcast. 
Um, a lot of the podcast often has been lately more like travel related, especially for either like women who travel or people of color who travel. And so I find that to be like inspiring and motivational, but I also just learn a lot more information. So I feel like that has helped me grow a lot. And then I literally started a routine this week. Oh, nice. <laughs> this is perfect timing. Yeah. Um, so basically, when I get to work, I try to do um, this journaling. And pretty much a friend of mine from my like Black Girl Magic group gave us a book called Present Not Perfect. And so each page has like a journal prompt and it's like a motivational quote on the other side of the page. And so I've been trying to do like a page a day and I feel like it gets me like in the right, like positive frame of mind, at least of the days I've done it so far. <laughs> That's amazing. I I think I've heard of that book before, but I think journaling in general just is a great way to start out your day. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Because you can get all your thoughts out that you maybe like have been holding on to from the night before. It may also just be a way to just like freely think without being concerned what anyone else thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that was one of my favorite parts actually about just having a diary was I'd keep them and then read them, you know, a couple years later and see how much I've grown and what, you know, maybe what inspires me now that before was kind of a burden so it's really cool to see yourself evolve too through your writing no it's true and it's funny because actually the page today was write down like three things that excite you but then also like three things are bothering you and so I feel like especially if these are pages you're looking back on you can kind of see like how your priority shifts like over time absolutely so do you have a favorite book right now so I'm actually trying to get through Michelle Obama's Becoming. Um, it's one nice. of those things where it was present. It was given to me as a gift, actually, by my fiance. But I find me reading through it very slowly just because it's like such a big book. It's such an important book. Um, and a lot of times I tend to read it more leisure time or when I am traveling. So um but so far from the parts that I've read, it's been really inspiring to read Michelle's stories. And I feel like I've made a lot of connections to my personal life. So I definitely want to continue on that journey with her as I read the book. <laughs> and she's such a wonderful personality. I'm actually going to, um, it just by chance, I'm going uh, with my mom to Oprah's 2020 Vision, her Ooh. tour this year. I am so that's amazing that's gonna be awesome it is it's gonna be so I'm so pumped it's in two weeks I think and my mom just told me that her uh, Oprah's guest I believe is Michelle Obama oh so I'm like freaking out because that's amazing exactly that's like two legends it's two legends in in the Barclay Center like I'm not even sure the Barclay Center can like contain that amount of energy that's amazing probably not probably not but that's gonna be so great i'm so excited <laughs> and so with traveling when did you decide that yeah this is kind of my thing i really love it and i love the experiences i get from traveling 
That's a good question. So it's interesting because I actually didn't start traveling until basically after my first year of teaching. Um, like during my first year was like the first time I even actually got on a plane. Wow. I, yeah. Um, and it was to a science teacher conference to the random <laughs> state of Indiana. Co Indiana. <laughs> it started it all. It started exactly. I fell in love there. No, but really, like my first trip though, like right after my first year teaching, because especially it was just like exhausting, was to Costa Rica with a friend of mine, and he had a friend who was living in Costa Rica that he knew from middle school. And so we spent about two weeks there and that from there because it was such an authentic experience I was like oh my god like traveling is amazing you get to learn so much you get to like immerse yourself you're like out of your comfort zone but then I had a professor who I was in grad school with at the time he was like education is like the perfect career if you want to travel because you have all these breaks like there's no reason why you can't see a different place each break you have and then I ended up taking that like literally (laughs) and running (laughs) with that and been taking advantage ever since um and so yeah it's been quite a journey since because now I have like country goals and also state goals as well so it's really been like this last like eight, nine years of when this traveling has happened. Wow. And I think one of my favorite parts about traveling is really the culture and the food. I love oh, meeting I new mean, people the f- and the oh, food yeah. is incredible. I mean, the food, food is definitely like, I think you can learn so much about a country through their food. Um, but I think what makes a trip the best is like when you get to interact with locals or people who are just like living there because it's just like such different living situations you also find out people have very different viewpoints when it comes to things like religion and politics and people are just interesting (laughs) oh absolutely to say the least even when i i stayed as a local as i went up upstate New York uh, a few months ago and my boyfriend and I decided to stay in an Airbnb instead of a hotel just to switch it up and it was one of the coolest experiences because even though we were in you know New York State we got to stay with two people who he was a U.S. native and his wife was from Ukraine and she was a math professor so we learned all about her culture in the weekend that we stayed there. So so, well, that's so interesting. Yeah. And so and I think part of it is also realizing like traveling doesn't mean having to necessarily go like thousands of miles to get that experience or to get that feeling like it could be just like going right upstate New York or going to like the state next door. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite state that you've been to so far? Ooh. Um I I always said, like, if I ever had to, like, move outside of New York, I would go Chicago. Chicago, the Windy City. <laughs> yes. Um, not, that, not that I've necessarily explored the rest of Illinois, but I just love Chicago's vibes. But I'm also just in love with the Midwest area in general. So it makes it very difficult. Like, I love Cleveland. I love Detroit. Like, I think the Midwest just has, like this hospitality about them but they also just have deep 
rich history, especially when it comes to like jazz music and blues music and then amazing food because a lot of immigration has happened to the Midwest as well, which then gets reflected in their food. Absolutely. Like Cleveland had a mix of like barbecue and like Eastern European food. Oh, that's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like states like that in the Midwest, like they're all so warm and welcoming and they seem like really nice like family oriented exactly like like if you're in new york it's more like the pace is faster it's more like you're here to work like Mm -hmm. it's this sort of like i don't know it's just very different out here so like it's nice especially when you live in new york city to just be able to go to those places sometimes because it's like a whole nother world it is and you get to slow down which i find Mm -hmm is necessary when you live in New York. Like, I think everyone (laughs) needs to escape New York at some point. (laughs) Yeah, like, every week I see Gabby, and I'm like, can we please go upstate? Can we go to Pennsylvania? Can we go, like, can we go somewhere where it's just a bit slower than where we are? (laughs) Well, even when, was the last year, we took a family vacation and we went to Tennessee, and none of us, well, I guess our mom had been to Tennessee, but... Which part of Tennessee did you guys know? (laughs) Gatlinburg. Oh. Yeah. And it was just so beautiful. We had a log cabin and we could, we woke up to the Smoky Mountains every day. And there's nothing more refreshing than being in an area surrounded by nature. And you go out into town and I went to go get a pair of cowboy boots. And when I was in the store, I was still in my New York vibe. So I was like, find my boots, look at the price, approve pay get out (laughs) you're like as quick as possible as quick as possible Mm -hmm. like we got stuff to do and then when we were in there the guys who worked there were just sitting down having a conversation i'm not even sure if someone was in the front of the store um they were just talking to us and i thought are you guys like native of here and they go one of us came from new york and one of us was from michigan but it's so much more relaxed down here that we just kind of stay in interesting Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I feel like with New Yorkers, people end up either just, like, they're either really committed and stay here their entire lives, but then very often haven't seen much outside of New York, or Mm -hmm. once they get, like, exposed to outside of New York, they're like, nope, running as (laughs) fast as possible. No, everybody, every older person that, I'm saying older, not, like, old, Mm -hmm. like, you know, not like in their eighties, but like every um like forty five and up um age person that comes into my job, they're always like, Oh my god, I can't stay in New York anymore. I'm gonna move to Florida mm. next year. <laughs> and that seems like the go to place for everybody. Florida. Everybody's like, I'm going to Florida. <laughs> I'm like Which is a very wanna... different pace. Like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then also when I think of Florida, I think of like Disney. So I'm like, you want to go to Disney World every day? But that's not what they mean. That is so real. But it's true. I've had a lot of friends like during this time, like, so I guess like between like late 20s, early 30s, I feel like I'm hearing more and more of my friends wanting to make that transition outside of New York. Like they are native New Yorkers and they're like, I just want to move out of here. Like I knew one person, she ended up moving to Charlotte and she like loves it now. I think it's just like wanting that slower pace of like, I just don't want to be like hustling on a daily basis. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think I think some people as they get older, they just kind of like, yeah, I'm ready for a change of pace. And some people just love the hustle. Right. Yeah. So now, you and your fiance, you guys are getting married soon, which is obviously so exciting. <laughs> yes. Now, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Now, do you guys? You guys, I assume, travel together all the time. Yeah. So. It's one of those things, it's funny, because before, like, before we met, he actually wasn't much of a traveler at all. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like, either going along with this or I'm going with that. Nice. But fortunately, this wasn't a situation of like, oh, you don't have a passport. (laughs) (laughs) That would have made things complicated. But yeah, he's definitely has... um, fallen in love with travel too i mean the good part is we balance um like traveling with each other and then me also traveling solo because he also works in education too but sometimes our calendars don't fully align Mm -hmm. so during those moments then i would often travel solo plus i think every woman needs solo trips every so often to just like reflect and reset um but we definitely travel um usually we tend to travel travel like every february which is like our anniversary and then we tend to travel in the summer as well and then try to fit in like a tiny trip like in between oh are you guys going anywhere for your honeymoon or are you gonna stay local so we're trying to figure out our honeymoon right now we're trying to um because it's like it's funny because people are like well you guys travel everywhere so where would you go (laughs) that's a good question Um, but he's not necessarily a fan of long flights so I'm just trying to be conscious of that so we've pondered the Caribbean my newest idea is Cape Verde in um (laughs) Africa (laughs) oh my goodness yeah, it's like a island nation that's like a seven hour flight from DC. Um, so that's one possibility. <laughs> that's not a long flight at all. I thought it'd be a lot longer. Exactly. Um, it's just where it happens to be located. So I was like, oh, that would be cool and unique. Um, we're also pondering St. Lucia, possibly. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. heard amazing things yeah so before i forget congratulations on your spectacular award last year (laughs) thank you that is amazing so me isabella and our mom were sitting on the couch when we saw the videos come up on facebook and mom like threw it up on the tv and she was like i know her i know her She was so proud and so happy. So congratulations. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. So what, um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but people can't nominate you. The committee has to find you. Exactly. So this, this is still to this day, like the weirdest point for me, because I'm just like, out of all the educators <laughs> in New York State, and imagine because New York City on its own is humongous. Like yeah. we have like the largest like school system in the entire country. I'm like, so me somehow, somehow. <laughs> <you found me. laughs> well, all your hard work and people obviously just recognize just how important you are in their system. Yeah, it just made me realize like even when you like think no one's watching like someone is watching (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my goodness, that's amazing. And so the award was to honor um, an educator in New York that made a huge impact, I assume. So the award is actually is a national award that they only give to 40 educators in the entire country per year. So not every state may receive like an award that year. Some states may have had like a few recipients. Um, So like, for example, New York State in the entire time this award has existed has only had like 10 people win. And in New York City specifically, I'm the fourth person ever to receive it. So it may not even always end up in New York State. And I found out later, like they rotate every year. Like this year was focused on secondary education versus like the next year will be focused on elementary school education. So it really is like some of it luck of the draw, like for me to end up the one of 40 in the country. And then as a result, the only person in New York state this year to get it. That's that's unbelievable. <laughs> oh my goodness. The chances of that. Right, that's like exactly. That's why I'm like, exactly. <laughs> it literally <laughs> has felt like a life lottery. <laughs> <laughs> what was your reaction? Because I remember seeing the video when they called your name and you were just stunned. I was stunned because I'm like, okay, this is trimester exam week. Why are we having this special assembly? They're telling us for me as the assistant principal, I'm like in charge of trimester exam week. So I'm like this award ceremony. Mind you, I didn't know it was an award ceremony at the time. They just told us it was an assembly. So I'm like, this is just messing up everything. (laughs) Like kids have exams to take. I had my own advisory sitting next to me, frustrated, complaining. They're like, why are we here? Why (laughs) is this all this extra? And then we, it's revealed, oh, we're here because someone in this room is getting an award and I'm looking around like who is it like who, like where are like, all these disrupting our right? and I'm like there's award. all these cameras like from different channels like I've just never seen press like that present and so then to just like hear my name and the banner unfolds, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I'm dreaming. Like, this is not reality. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm being punked. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. So obviously your fiance didn't know either. It was a surprise to him too. Oh, complete surprise. They had me like call him afterwards. And meanwhile, him as also being a teacher, it's like, I can't really be on the phone right now. Like, (laughs) and I'm like, sweetie, like, you got to hear this. Like, of what just happened. (laughs) That's so amazing. And I'm sure your students were just so proud of you and so happy for you. Yeah, it was such a, like, it was such a big moment because it's funny because, like, you know, with assembly, sometimes with kids, like, you know, sometimes they can lose their attention and it was, Mm -hmm. like, get bored. But, like, this was the first time where I felt like the entire room was just so filled with energy and there was just, like, so much applause coming from students and from staff. And then, you know, the days after from it being on the news and all over social media, having former students reach out as well in terms of, like, what difference I've made. And so 
it's just like one of those things like sometimes like you really don't realize while you're doing this work like what impact you're having and sometimes you the rewards come like years and years later that's a really great point I think especially in our world today where you can get anything delivered in two days and so many things are based on instant gratification I think it's important to emphasize that you know long-term success is really built on those um, incremental steps that you take consistently exactly exactly yeah so what would you say to a student who says um franny or they wouldn't say franny but no franny. some call me franny actually oh, yeah oh that's so sweet <laughs> that so the term franny actually got coined from my students originally like when I was a chemistry teacher like one of them just all of a sudden was like hey Franny or hi Franny (laughs) Wah like they would like find a way to come up with a nickname for my last name and so I just like forever adopted that that's awesome that's a great nickname especially when it's given (laughs) so much love right didn't maybe think about it too much So what would you say to a student who says, hey, Franny, I want to be like you one day. Where do I start? I think it's one of those things where it's like you are fully, you have all the potential in the world to be where I want to be and to like accomplish what I've done. I think it's one of those things. It's just realize that the road it's not going to be easy. Like there is going to be adversity like thrown your way, but then realize like no matter what gets thrown your way, like you are your biggest competition. Like there's going to be haters coming through trying to stop your every move. There's going to be moments where you just feel uninspired, where you feel tired. You're going to be wondering why, do I have to keep struggling? Why can't things just be easy? But realize, I think usually the things that feel the most rewarding is a result because it wasn't easy. Like it took a lot of struggle and strength to get there. So it it becomes all the more sweeter when you finally reach that moment of success. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think even in my job, they emphasize, you know, smart goals. Make sure your goals are specific, they're measurable, they're attainable. Yeah, like you always have the whole goal. You always have to have a vision in mind. Like you may not even, of course, they say like you should put it down to paper and like commit and all that. Like whatever process works for you. But whether it's on paper, whether it's like in your head, you always should be running with like at least like some sort of vision of where do you want to be? Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay too if it changes over time because you're meant to change. Exactly. Like for me, I wasn't even, I didn't even mean, well, okay, actually I should rephrase that. I didn't know at the time that I was meant to be in education because if I think back to where I was in high school, sitting in your mom's (laughs) class (laughs) or in college, I thought I was going to be a medical doctor. That was the thing I was telling everyone. 
that was the thing that everything I did was basically towards. And so I always tell people, you got to follow the flow of opportunity because you don't know where opportunities lead you. And it may lead you in a very different direction than where you start. But the important point is for you to be happy with where you end up. Wow. So how, so what flow of opportunity led you to Teach for America? So if I just have to think of how I got to Teach for America or how I just got to where I was today. So when I was in college, I basically it was my um, senior year, well, I guess like junior year starting off in college. And, you know, you have to start thinking about, OK, what am I going to do post-college? So me being a pre-med student thinking I'm going to med school, a big thing was like <clears throat> taking a gap year or two and doing something productive, whether it's like doing research in a lab or um, volunteering in a hospital. And so for me, I was trying to figure that out. It's funny because Teacher America found me. Like a lot of things, things somehow <laughs> landed <laughs> on my lap. So like TFA found me because I was the president of a minority pre-med society on campus. And I helped it grow from like 15 members to like 200 something members. We were winning awards. So they would, they would literally tap into people who were like leaders on campus. Wow. And so they would have me go to these like fancy events like I've been in the space of John Legend twice as a result <gasps> of TFA you have oh, so wow. many stories <laughs> yes <laughs> and in the same space as like actually I realize now I've been in the same space of common twice one because of TFA too oh um I think and- we have to get into TFA Isabella <laughs> I agree let's sign up for <laughs> find them somehow (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so as a result at a certain point I was like all right well I might as well apply because it's not like I have many options but what am I going to do like post undergrad and so I applied I got in and so I thought long and hard and I was warned this would be like the most difficult thing you'll do aside from like if you join the military which I've never joined the military but TFA was very difficult (laughs) um and so during that basically while like my first year teaching was like a roller coaster I wanted to quit in January it's like a miracle I'm like here right now (laughs) that's how it felt first year but then by the end of first year things turned around I started figuring out like classroom management with kids we started making like big bonds. Then I like moved up with them the following year. So I really fell in love with teaching. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to try like a third year and see what happens. Or I'll just like go for med school. And as I tried to sit and study for the MCAT, like my mind was just like really unfocused. And I started thinking deep down, like, I don't think med school is what I want. I think I enjoyed the mentoring side that I was doing with the pre-med society, but not as much of the like practicing of medicine. And so Mm. when I came to that epiphany, um, my principal actually, I feel like tapped into me and was like, there's this like educational leadership program 
Um, and they have like, they're looking for people to apply, like recommend you. And so I applied and literally what I told myself that December of my third year teaching, I was like, okay, if I get in, this is basically a sign, like this is the journey I'm on. And if I don't get in, that's basically the sign of like, you're back on this med school path. And so I got in and I've never looked back ever since. Wow. That's amazing. That it's oh my gosh. You're like everything could have been so it could different have been and totally so different. Ways. Exactly. Wow. But you found what sets your heart on fire. Exactly. Which is amazing. I I can't wait to find that. That's great. <laughs> and even when it sets your heart on fire, like sometimes, you know, fire burns. So you can definitely face burnout, um, especially mm-hmm. in this hard work. But it's like just remembering like why you're in this and why you love it so much. But I think for me, it's also critical in separating like your professional and personal passions, because I think as millennials, we're often told like, okay, you have to find your passionate career but I think what happens is sometimes because we're on this like we're just like searching 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 we sometimes get discouraged and burn out from that or if that becomes your only passion that means all your energy is put into your career and work only and that's why like as millennials I feel like we don't have as much of a separation of like work and real life anymore. oh that's a that's a great point. I never even thought about it that way. Because the purpose of working like decades ago was for you to have money and time to then do leisurely activities, not for the two to become intertwined. Mm, that's why we don't have work-life balance. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our work is our life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> well, one more question. What is your legacy going to look like? Ooh, man, I feel like my legacy is forever evolving. Um, I mean, my legacy evolved mm-hmm. when this award, like, popped up. I was like, oh, <laughs> new things to add to the chapter. Um, but I think ultimately, um, if I think professionally, I think I want my legacy always to be tied through my students. Like, I think to be able to have, like, hundreds of students out there who I've taught and interacted and inspired some way is like the biggest legacy because then that then translates into their actions. Um, I think also thinking professionally for me work around um, like diversity, anti-racism, equity is like crucial for me. So as much as I can spread that um, in a school setting, but then also even out into the world, because I think that impacts us personally as well. And then intertwined with that, I think it's then personally, I want my legacy to be linked to like inspiring people to travel, especially Black people, especially women, especially women of color, plus size women, so the ultimate legacy would be amazing if I somehow find that perfect way to unite education and travel. So whether that becomes through a nonprofit, I don't know, like 
<laughs> the future mm-hmm. will tell. But somehow <laughs> intertwining the two. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I don't know if it exists out there, but kind of the teaching version of engineers without borders or doctors without borders. Right. Well, thank you so much, Franny, for all of your time. This was really great. And I learned so many new things that you taught me. So thank you so much. No, I love this combo. Thank you for this opportunity. so much everybody for listening to today's podcast tune in next week for another episode of mind happy love gabby with me and my sister bye